Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Klarna is a new online shopping app that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today and start online shopping smoother. That's Klarna, K-L-A-R-N-A. Also, thanks to American Giant. As we all navigate through our new normal, we need to come together and support our communities. American Giant has built a 100% U.S.-based supply chain with relationships with factories, workers, and communities. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code DREAMJOB at American-Giant.com. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. What an epic week, week and a half it's been. It's been such an incredible honor. This five-day challenge turned into something I feel like I got so much more out of it than I gave. I just have loved connecting with thousands of people from around the world. It's just such an incredible treat. And I feel like I just surrendered myself in a deeper way. And I said things that I've just always wanted to say. And I think I was like at my best. So actually on today's episode, we're going to play a piece from the five day challenge where I was sharing what I think are like really important pieces to understand about how do you sell and how do you serve? And so we're going to go through some of that today. Before we dive in, I just wanted to share something I posted on Instagram yesterday and it said, your soul remembers the plan you made for this lifetime and it's guiding you and supporting you. And that's a quote by Mariam Hasna. And I wrote that because I just think we all need to trust the whisper, trust the things that are calling to us. Before our souls came in this world, we knew our divine assignment. We looked at this life and we signed on to accept the mission. And now the only thing holding us back is we're, we're buying into the illusion that we're not worthy or that it's not possible. And yesterday I was talking to Jim Quick, and he told me that transcendence is transcending the trance, transcendence. And the trance is all the BS we've been told about our limitations or about the world or about our worthiness. 
So all that stands in our way is fear. We hold on to this fear and we want to be safe and we're afraid that we're going to break into a million pieces. And Seth Godin says, if failure is not an option, neither is success. And I think that we'll all just continue to be amazed at how things line up when we just get back in the flow. We just trust that whisper. We feel aligned and we just step out on courage. So if you want to spend three months with me where you really truly come home to yourself, I will be there fighting for you. I will be there every week. You know, a lot of these programs, like people offer their signature program and they're not there. Their team is there. It's like, no, no, no. Yes, I have a team, but I'm there every single week on Zoom calls with you for two hours, really doing what I do best, which is helping you see the gifts inside of you and then holding your hand as you cross that bridge and you take those steps and I show you, okay, here's what you're going to work on this week. Here's what you're going to work on next week. And you will see you will see that you are so capable and that the world is ready to be served by you. So anyway, the doors to my program are open until tomorrow, Friday. Friday enrollment closes. You can go to madetodothis.com if you want to join us. It is going to be phenomenal. I cannot wait. I'm saying it's going to be phenomenal because the last couple times we ran it were just so special. And I've already met some of the new souls that are in this program and they're amazing human beings. I'm so, so excited. So if you want to join us, go to madetodothis.com. Okay. Today we're going to share a part of the workshop I just did. And this was one of those pieces that everyone was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad you covered that. That was a game changer. We're going to talk about money. I think that so often there's a lot to be unpacked around our relationship to money. So we're going to dive into that. We're also going to cover three of the key points that I think really help us to sell and to do it with ease. So I hope you guys get so much out of this. Let's take a listen. Hi, everybody. So we are going to get into some pretty juicy stuff today. We're going to start talking today about how do you sell and we're going to talk about money these are two really loaded pieces and truly they're two of my favorite aspects of business. I love it. And we're going to, we're going to get right into, to why I love it. But to me, money is, is energy. It's a resource and, um, it's vitality and it creates so much good in the world. And, and I see the world with such an abundance mindset that I want everybody, I want everyone to be swimming in that. When I was nine years old, I remember we went to Colorado and I remember we were on the top of the, uh, there was a hotel in downtown. You could play tennis up there and we were playing, playing tennis on the roof, my sister and I. And I remember just like the tightness, like being in Denver and like going to get the ball and that feeling of like not enough oxygen, just like just enough, right? Cause the altitude. And I feel like people live this way where it's just enough right? I want just enough. And I find that fascinating. And I wish that we could open a wider capacity to receive more. And they say, you know, the more that they've looked into this, we find that net worth is really related to self-worth. And it's pretty fascinating, actually, the way that that all comes together. But when I was in college, I had a, my first therapist and I was, I was in my first real relationship in college with my college boyfriend. 
And he was really so loving and so supportive and he just wanted to make space for me. And it was hard. It was hard to be in that relationship. And I remember going to my therapist and saying like, what's wrong with me? Why is this hard? Like, he's a really good guy. We were together all through college. And she said something I'll never forget. She said, if you were a burn victim, what's the more loving thing to hold you really, really tight or, or to stand 10 feet away? And it was obvious the answer. And she said to stand 10 feet away, right? She said, because when somebody comes and loves you and holds you really close, you feel these burns, right? So I think that what happens to us as children is we somehow start believing that we're not really worthy of being given a tremendous amount. A lot of people feel in their childhood that love is something that they have to earn. If you are a good girl, you'll be loved. If you achieve, you'll be loved. You, you have to earn it. And for a lot of kids, part of the reason that they have that experience is because their parents embody that, right? So even if their parents are doing their best to change that dynamic, maybe that's the way they feel. I know so many people who you go to give them a gift and they say, no, 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 you shouldn't have. It's really hard for them to receive. And so when we don't see our parents taking really good self-care of themselves, so why would we take that care of ourselves, right? I um, Last year, I spent a week on a retreat. I'm, I'm always, always myself looking for the next level, like looking for the breakthrough. And so I had this opportunity to go to a place called Onsite, which is a week-long amazing program, beautiful, incredible program. And I said, I'm going. And it's an amazing experience. You give away your phone when you get there so that it's just about you. And on the way home from there on the plane, I had bought a book in the gift shop. Um, it was Donald Miller's book. Donald Miller, by the way, is an amazing marketer. And he talks all about story branding and how stories are what sells brands. And he's amazing, but he, he's also interested in personal development. So he had gone to Onsite and I read his book on the flight home. And in the third chapter of the book, he says something so profound. And he says, I realized that love can't be earned. If it's actually love, it can only be given. If you're earning it, then even if it feels like love, it's not love. It's something else. You know, it might be similar to it, but it's not love. Love, by definition, can only be given to you. It can only be given. And that's why with my students and my coaching programs or with my listeners or with my friends, like so often, I can just love people so instantly. And they're like, is this genuine? It's like, yeah, you don't have to earn that. I can just give that to you. And it's so easy to give to folks like you because there's such a beautiful, supportive, gorgeous group that I feel so grateful to God that this is what gets attracted into my life. But similar to all of this, 
just like this right now, there's thousands of people in this group. And I don't know if you noticed, but it's very clean. Like the energy is so high vibe and it's super supportive and pure. There's, I haven't seen any like spamminess, right? Now, what are most people's beliefs about the internet or online or Facebook groups? Like there's tons of, tons of negativity, right? But look at this experience. Okay. So similarly, my experience with money is the same. Like people have tons of garbage to talk and throw on money. They like burden money with so much. Like they, they just like turn it into something that's despicable. And really to me, money is the same experience I have like this, where it's like for other people, the internet or Facebook group might be off. It's not my experience like at all. Like my experience is opening the possibility of something so magnetic and amazing. And then there it is. And, and it is right. Because like attracts like, right. And so we understand that money is a neutral tool, right? It's neutral. It's kind of like if there's a garden and there's weeds and rain falls on the weeds, more weeds will grow. If there's roses or hydrangeas in a garden and the water falls, the hydrangeas will grow, right? So money is like that rain. And whatever you are intrinsically, it'll just exaggerate that. So if you're a good person, if you're a person who wants to put good into the world and you have money, you'll just do more good. If you're a person who has, you know, an agenda and there's something about you that comes really comes from scarcity, then even when you have money, you'll have scarcity around it, right? Like when Barbara Corcoran was on my show, she said, money is just meant to keep moving. Money is like blood in the body. It's just got to keep going, right? So she said, and she's a billionaire, she said, whatever money comes in, it goes right back out. She goes, money is meant to be spent. We don't hold on to it. She said, people who hold on to money, they hold on to their emotions. They hold on, right? They're like, there's something scarce. We don't want to do that. And there can be scarcity on both sides, right? You can have scarcity and have money. You could be a greedy person, an insecure person, right? Or you could be a person who has scarcity, who has no money, right? And feels like you're better than everybody else because you have no money that makes you better. Like, what is that? You could be snobby on both sides, okay? So I'm such a person of like, take a stand for the end. Like, go ahead and do it. Take a stand for the end. Who says so? Who says that you're either a good person or you have money? Who says you're a spiritual person or you have money? What the heck does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Like, I mentioned to you yesterday that I had this beautiful experience. I wrote music and we created a pilot at the Jim Henson Company. Lisa Henson, who's Jim Henson's daughter, is one of the most humble, kind-hearted, balanced, down-to-earth human beings I've ever met. And she's one of the wealthiest people I know. Jim Henson is her father. Yes, he passed away, which is so devastating. And he made a gajillion dollars. And it's like, so what? It really doesn't even define her other than the fact that she's so generous. And she actually took me to my first meditation retreat. And she's one of the biggest benefactors of the Mindfulness Center at UCLA, So she's now one of the reasons that children in public schools in Los Angeles are getting a chance to meditate. So Mother Teresa herself said, it takes a checkbook to change the world. It takes a checkbook. I had Howard Schultz on my podcast. 
This man grew up in public housing. He grew up in a 300 square foot apartment with his brothers and sisters and his parents. His father came back from the war injured. His mother was suffering from depression. Jewish family services used to drop food off to their apartment because they had nothing. But here's what they did have. They lived at the last stop of the L train in Canarsie, Brooklyn. And his mother used to say to him, this might be the last stop of the L train, but this is not your last stop. You do not get off here. And that brings tears to my eyes because she instilled in him, this will not be your last stop. You will not get off at this stop. You are born to do amazing things and you will. Okay, this man is now worth $4 billion. He makes millions while he's asleep. Do you understand what amount of good, when you work at Starbucks, even if you work part-time, do you know that he gives you health insurance? Do you know that there have been people who had, God forbid, cancer, who've gone and gotten jobs at Starbucks so they could be okay going through chemo? Do you know that you can get a college education if you work at Starbucks? I just had Kim Malik on my show who owns a company called Salt and Straw Ice Cream, which is awesome. And they celebrate local makers and they're amazing. She worked at Starbucks. She's like, I went to college because of Howard Schultz. I had health insurance because of Howard Schultz. She's like, I wanted to start a business and started in Portland and start hiring local makers because of him. Like he grew up with nothing, you guys, absolutely nothing. And the coolest part is he's still married to the same woman after all these years. Like that says the most about him. But the point is it's not one or the other. That is BS. You get to be both. So I want to do a little exercise with you right now. I want you to take out a pen and paper and I want you to just call upon your subconscious to see what comes up. Let's just get it all out. So take out a pen and paper. I want you to write down what money means to you. When you are growing up, what are the beliefs that if you're really being honest, what are the beliefs you have about money? Just get them out. Just put them out there. Is it positive? Is it mixed? What are the things that you heard about money? I don't even want to suggest it. I want you to tell me what you heard. What did your parents believe about money? What was the programming? What does money mean? What what words come up? What do you associate with it? Put it in the chat. Let me see it. Money will always come and go. Money gives you security. Money means stress. Don't talk about money. I'm really bad with money. You have to work hard for money. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work very, very hard. Money needs to be guarded. Money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, okay, this is such scarcity mindset, okay? Because what you're being told here is if you have to work really, really hard for it, then why on earth would you really allow it in? Because what that kind of means is the more money I have, the more I have to sacrifice and deplete myself. I might actually die, right? I might work so hard. So if I had like a $100,000, I'd be like exhausted. If I had a million dollars, I'd be dead. Like I wouldn't be able to handle it. I'd have to work so hard. Again, do you see how this goes back to the self-worth and the net worth? The net worth and the self-worth, they're together. Why? Because it's earned. Because money and love, right? How did you get love from your parents? You had to work pretty hard for it, right? 
if that was your experience, then, oh my God, how hard would I have to work? What would I have to do? In my experience growing up as a kid, that was totally it. There's a poem by Mary Oliver where she says, you don't have to walk on your knees for a thousand miles in the desert. And when I first heard that line, I immediately started crying. I was like, I've been walking on my knees for a thousand miles because I thought that's the job. I thought like if someone's going to be in a friendship with me, a marriage with me, if I'm going to work with someone, like I have to leave it all on the floor. Like there can be nothing left for me. I have to be completely depleted in order to receive love. And that's what it's like when your parents are in an abusive marriage, your mom is suicidal, your dad leaves, like you're completely invisible, right? So that was my experience. I had to do a lot of work, you guys. That's why I get pretty fired up. Like this is a lot of work right here. But when I first went to LA, I used to look around and I would see people like in their beat up cars and like struggling. And I would just feel like, who says so? Like there's so much, like who says that we can't have this beautiful life, this pleasure? Like, why does that make us bad? And I remember like, I was just like every other struggling artist and I would like, you know, scrape together quarters, working a day job, trying to write demos on the side. But when I had $200, I would go to the Peninsula Hotel. I would go to a five-star hotel. My friends remember this. And I would spend the whole day there and I would just let it wash over me. And I would just sort of re-acclimate myself to really what I, really what I deserve and set a new standard. Just like set a new standard. And like one thing you could do is like pick one little thing in your life to go all in on. Like just to start to reframe how you show up with money, like buy really good towels, buy amazing moisturizer, so that at least once in your day, you start to have this experience of the up level and you start to get comfortable with it. When I started doing better later on, and I remember we went to the Bel Air Hotel. And now when I go to the Bel Air Hotel, I try to treat myself and go twice a year and I stay in this like $3,500 a night suite and it's awesome. But anyway, I remember the first time I stayed there and I stayed in like a $600 a night room and my husband and I had dinner and then we got massages and I went back to the room and I took the shower and even just the shower is just like the most epic experience. And I cried so hard in the shower because I was like, I can't believe I'm letting myself receive this, this little girl who just felt so unworthy. And the more work I've done with that kid inside of me, and the more I just allow, you just allow it. It's like, there's a song, Whenever You're Ready, I Surrender. Do you know the song? It's such a beautiful song, but I love this song. I listen to the song when I do breath work sometimes, and it's like, Guys, whenever you're ready, and I know it's scary and hard, but you could surrender and you will be carried by this love that's like all around you. And then maybe, just maybe, the most miraculous things will happen because you allow it in, right? So I want you to change your story about money. So how could you change it? What could you, what could you do to turn it around? If it's not money has to be hard, money has to be earned. What could you say instead? Money is everywhere. 
Money is easy. Honest to God, you guys, that's what I think. Do you know what I honestly think now that I've been working and, and looking at business under a microscope? It is so much easier to make seven figures than it is to make $40,000 a year. If you're making $40,000 a year, you know how hard you have to work? You have to stand on your feet at a minimum wage job all day, clock in, clock out. You're exhausted. If you are making seven figures, then you figured out how to work smarter, not harder. You're working on your business more than you're working in your business and you have much more free time. I'm not even joking. Like every time I add another $2 million to what I'm making, I'm working less. No joke. All right, I have more I wanna tell you, but first a quick ad break. As we all navigate through this time of COVID-19, it's important that we come together and be there for our communities. Now more than ever, we need to support the people that are making things in this country, including the clothes that we wear. Did you know that in 1960, 95% of all clothing was made in the USA? Today, it's only 3%. American Giant is changing that with their 100% US-based supply chain. It's not the cheapest, but it makes for a better sweatshirt and it's better for our people and the planet. Like I always say, you shouldn't pay less for something that'll get easily worn out when you can pay for the value. That's exactly what you get with American Giant. They make clothing that's durable, not disposable. It's built to last, so you don't need to keep buying cheap clothes that just end up in landfills. I got a few items from American Giant, like their Airy Supima tank and their Muscle Tea dress. They're so comfy and the style is so simple, but it's really high quality material. Plus, it's been so nice to have some lightweight clothes in the hot summer months that I know I can wear again and again. They have tons of other items to choose from like hoodies and pants, sweaters, t-shirts. So definitely go check it out. And you can get 15% off your first order when you use promo code dreamjob at American-Giant.com. That's 15% off when you use code dreamjob at American-Giant.com. Today's episode is supported by Klarna. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online. It's easy to use and really convenient because you can browse thousands of online stores from one place. What's also cool is that you can pay for anything in four interest-free payments. This way you can try before you buy and you can also report returns directly in the app. I went on the Klarna app and I had so much fun exploring all these brands I've never heard of. Plus, I love how they have wish lists so I can keep track of what items look interesting. And they have customized price drop alerts on items so I can get notified when there's an opportunity to shop smarter. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online all in one app and allows you to pay for anything in four easy interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish for shopping. So I want to talk a little bit now about sales, okay? Because in my programs and with the coaching that I do, like I am here to literally push you off the dock into that ocean so that you set sail, right? Ships were not meant to be in harbor. Like you gotta go, that's your job. And I want you to start making a living. And so it's interesting because people will come to me like, I really wanna figure out what I wanna do and let's get clarity, blah, 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 blah. And then there's a point at which they they know what they wanna do and they're ready to do it, but they sabotage themselves all over the place. I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Why? Because they're not ready to actually sell because all that unworthiness comes up again. Because as soon as they have to talk about the offer, it's like, who am I to offer? Who am I to ask for this? Oh, like, no, like it's gotta go. Like that's gotta stop. So we have to change the way we understand what selling is. Selling is serving, okay? It really is. And if it's not, you're doing it wrong. When you go to a car 
dealership, okay? And you walk in, I recently bought a new car. I wound up buying an, buying an X7 and I love it. It's BMW. But I went, I went to the Mercedes dealership first and I walk in and the guy was a really bad salesman. I'll tell you why. He walks over to me and he just starts pitching me on this new two-door car that they got, okay? He walks over, he's like, hey, he's like, do you want to take a spin? We just got this car and blah, 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 blah. It has this amazing engine. He starts talking and he's just like, he's just selling me on a car. He hasn't stopped to find out what I need. I'm a mom. I have three kids. I'm never going to buy a car that has two doors. It's not going to happen. So I was like grossed out because I'm like, oh, he's like not forget the empathy. Like he's not listening. He's like, so it was no good. And then when I wound up actually looking at the car that I wanted, which was their SUV, we take a drive and I'm interested in like the safety features. I have three kids. I'm interested in the eco part of it. Like, does it have that, you know, little switch where it can go into a hybrid? Instead, he's telling me about like all these things I could care less about. It changes colors inside. It's got all this amazing like tech package. And I was like, he's such a bad salesman. Like he's not focused on what I need at all. So he's like Volvo, right? What is Volvo selling? Safety, right? What is Lexus selling? Luxury, right? They're selling a different pain point. That's what we do when we sell. We don't just come up. If, if someone slides into your DMs and they're like, Hey, interested in losing weight? Hey, interested in getting some new pest control that's like eco-friendly for your home? You're like, ew, no. Even if you are interested in a new pest control company, even if you are interested in losing weight, you're not interested in talking to that person because there's no relationship. There's That's not how we serve. That doesn't work. So if you don't like to sell, it's because you've seen sales done wrong. Let's talk about how we do sales correctly. Are you ready? Who's got a pen and paper? We're going in. Okay, so these are keys to making the sale, okay? These are in no particular order, but these are my things. Number one, confused buyers don't buy. Confused buyers don't buy. They just don't, okay? So a lot of times you go to somebody's Instagram page, I have no idea what this person does. It's like, here's a picture of her cat, here's a picture of her in fitness clothes. Is she a fitness coach? What does she do? In your Instagram bio, I know they make it, you got like a few characters, but you gotta be explicit. Like, what the hell do you do? So people will be like, I help women change their lives. It's like, that's really vague. What does that mean? Do you help women with their food? Do you help women with their finances? Do you help, I help women with food stuff. Oh, okay, What else? in what way? Well, I have at-home workouts that help you burn fat faster. Great, now I know what the hell you do. But if you say, I love to help women in, in, enhance their life, you could do a million things. You could be a dating coach. You could, I don't know what you do. Confused buyers don't buy, okay? That's number one. So you need to start thinking about how can I very explicitly and clearly tell people what I do and be as specific as possible. And then you will earn the right to be more general as you grow a bigger platform, but you, a, you don't need a big platform. We're gonna talk about that in a second. You can build a multi six figure business from like 30 clients in the whole world, 30 humans out of 8 billion. But you need to be specific and it costs you more money when you're not specific, right? The more specific you are, the more specific of a problem you solve, the more you'll get paid, right? Like if you go to an internist, a doctor who's like a general doctor, 
they make on average, I think an average of like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. But if you go to a heart surgeon, they make on average like nine hundred to a million a year because it's a specific issue, right? It's specific. And people are usually ready to solve one problem. They're not ready to solve 15. So try not to give people a salad bar. Like, I can help you with your health, your dating, your this. Like, please don't do that. Like, that's going to cost you money. That's going to cost you money and time because it's very hard for people to get what the hell you do when you do it all. And we, we don't really want someone who's like a jack of all trades. We want like that one person. My friend James Wedmore tells the story that when he was first starting out in like marketing and online stuff, he went in to work at a company. He went in to try to get a client and he sits down and he's like telling the guy, all right, so I'd love to do, you know, online marketing stuff for you. And the guy's like, oh, cool. Like what? He's like, oh my God, I'll help you build your email list. I'll get you email subscribers. I'll help you work on your, your Twitter, your Instagram. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, and he sees the guy's eyes like glazing over. He's like, I'm losing the sale. So then last breath he has, he goes, but actually I specialize in online video. And the guy's like, oh really? And he moves in closer. Like, what do you mean? He goes, well, Truth be told, I can do all that stuff, but what I really specialize in is I can help you make video content and then I can get that out to people and, and we can start bringing in customers by, by creating video content and, and informational content, educational, entertaining content. And the guy goes, let's do that. What's, what, what does a package cost? Cause all of a sudden he's a specialist. He's solving a problem, right? He's not just like, I'll do it all for you. Don't do that. Okay. That's number one. We're going to move through these, but if we had, you know, this is why I do a 12 week program because there's a lot to do, but I want to give you guys as much as I possibly can because I am so here for it. So I would have you work on that a little bit. Like maybe you want to just write that down, like go back later and see like how specific can you make what you do? That's like one thing. Okay. Confused buyers don't buy. Are we clear? Okay. Number two, do you remember I said how you don't need hundreds of thousands of people in your audience? You don't need thousands. It's because every single thing is word of mouth. Everything is ultimately word of mouth, okay? So let's give me, let me give you a really good example. There could be a movie that, let's say it's, it's Sony Pictures. They're so excited about this movie. They spend millions and millions and millions of dollars promoting it. They've got McDonald's to do the toys to, to go along with it. They've got billboards. They've, they've got all these things. Target is doing a installation about this movie. And then the movie comes out. The first time one of your friends tells you that movie sucked, you're not going. And then what happens? The reviews come out. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 12%. No one goes. No one goes. Everything is word of mouth. Okay? So I want you to hear me. On average, every person has about 400 friends on social media. Facebook, Instagram. Every person on average. I know you're like, not me, dude. I got like 20. I got like 2,000. Of course. I know. Um, but... On average, everyone has at least 400. That's a lot of people. So imagine when you show up and you serve your guts out, are they not going to just go tell their friends? Of course they are. Of course they are. And when you're first starting out, can you show up and can you give somebody an amazing experience of your photography or your organizing or your cupcakes or do their plan out their kid's birthday party? for a testimonial. 
Could you do it in the beginning? When you're just, just starting, could you serve a few people without being paid the first couple clients just for the testimonial? Yes, you could. And if you showed up and you were awesome, would they then feel like, of course I wanna go put it on my Instagram. If anybody needs such and such thing, if anyone needs a new hairdresser, if anybody wants a barista, if anybody, of course they will. And you're done. You never have to sell again because they sell so much better than you ever have to. If you have a situation, like I remember a few years ago, my husband and I went to a couples therapist and she was phenomenal. I met a couple people in the months after we first met her who were struggling in their marriage. Do you think I was like lukewarm about suggesting that they call this woman Lori? No, I wasn't. I was like, sorry to be forward, but since you just were so vulnerable and you shared that, you should call this woman. And then I would follow up. Did you call her? You should call her. Like, they're like, Kath, are you making commission on this? I'm not making it. Like, you need to call her. Like, if you knew the remedy that would help someone, how would you, why would you not tell them? Of course you're going to tell them. You're not going to help it. I mean, especially if you're someone like me, I'm so enthusiastic when I love, if I, if I love a new Italian restaurant, if I find an app that's great for meditation, if I drinking a new water, that's, I'm like all in. Like, I want to tell everybody about the things that I love. Okay. So confused buyers don't buy. The second one is everything is word of mouth. Okay. And that's why a small group can become very powerful very quickly. And that's why when you see people like looking for more followers, it's like, you're an idiot. That's not how you grow business. So serve your guts out and you'll never have to worry about selling. You honestly will just be like, I'm booked. Sorry, I'm booked. This is actually the third thing on my list. Third thing, we don't sell price. We sell value. We do not sell price, okay? So if you're having a hard time making the sale, it's not because of your price. It's because you're not conveying your value. You're not conveying your value. And how do we convey the value? We need to focus on the pain point of what the person is struggling with. But let's talk about this for a second. We don't sell price, we sell value. I wanna tell you something. So one of my friends, Ramit Sethi, he wrote a book called, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. It's a great book. And he went to Stanford. And at one point, he had a professor who said the following, why would you pay less when you can pay more? Write it down because I didn't say it incorrectly. I said it the way he said it. And I wanna really unpack that. He said to him, why would you ever pay less when you can pay more? Now, what do most people say? They say the opposite. Why pay more when you can pay less? Eh, that's garbage. That's the best way to lose money, okay? That's the best way. So what does that mean? What it means is, do I want the result or do I wanna save money in the short term, right? Am I, am I buying price or am I buying the value, right? Because there are people who shop for their clothes at a particular store, let's say it's like, you know, they can get a t-shirt for five bucks or they can go to Neiman Marcus once a year and they can buy like six things, right? Now, those things will probably last longer, right? You could go to Ikea and get furniture. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, if you spend the $7,000 on that table, your grandkids are inheriting that table, right? If you buy the table, for 500 bucks, it's probably gonna break within a year. Like, let me give you a better example, is Ramit himself was saying that while he was at Stanford, he started to get really disciplined about his health. And he decided he was gonna hire a trainer and he was going to just 
really commit to changing his habits and, and being healthy. And one of his roommates says to him, dude, why are you spending all that money? You know how much money you've wasted? He's like, that trainer is charging you like $150 an hour. You meet with him twice a week. He goes, his roommate says to him, you could just go on YouTube and like get all those same exercises. And Ramit says, well, you've been doing that, right? And he goes, yeah, dude, like I don't spend that money. I'm a college student. Like I save all that money and I just go into YouTube. And he goes, cool. How's that working out for you? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I just told you they're free. He goes, do you show up for it every week? Like, how's your health? He goes, cause I've lost like 40 pounds. I'm in the best shape of my life. I just ran three triathlons and, um, and I feel like I have more energy than ever. Like I'm not even drinking caffeine and I can like ace every exam. So like, how's it working for you? Because you save that money. Like good for you. You save that money. I got the result. So what is it worth? Right? So that's why there's always a buyer for every price. There are people, let's go back to scarcity. There are people who value their money more than their time. Which one are you? For me, I value my time more than anything, right? It's my life. Money is like, take it. My time is everything, right? So if something's going to really give me the result, I'm going to live longer. I'm going to pay for that. I want the organic food because I want my time. I don't care what it costs. I want to be here. I want to invest in my health, right? Or if, or if it's about coaching, right? Or if it's about a class, like, or if I'm going to teach myself guitar, it's like, no, I want the teacher here because I'd rather really value my time than like go online and try to figure it out. And no, it's like, I want to get the most out of this experience, the most out of my time. So there's a buyer for every price. So there will be people, and I will tell you this right now, if you underprice yourself, you're actually going to work harder because you will have people who are more needy and more demanding of you. And when you raise your price, you're actually going to find the buyer who values time. So they'll value your time and they will actually require less from you and they will be up for having a bigger transformation. Who's going to show up more? The person who pays $10 to a gym, you know, those gyms that are like $15 a month or the person who belongs to Equinox and that gym costs them $3.75 a month. Who's going to the gym more? The person who pays more. Why is it? More skin in the game, right? So actually when somebody spends more money, there's a bigger transformation just from buying the thing. So they themselves, they actually, you're actually giving them a chance to have a transformation just by giving them more money to spend on themselves. Even if it's like buying a nicer candle, it's like they just invested that in themselves. They're going to have a bigger transformation than buying a candle. They'll never wind up lighting it because it was $3. Do you understand? Okay. So the last thing I'm going to say about this, and then we'll say, because I have more stuff to tell you today. Um, but the last thing I'll say about we don't sell price, we sell value is we get to choose our fishing hole. Okay. We get to choose our buyer. And what I mean by that is you get to choose who you show up for, right? So you want to choose your buyer. Okay. So when you start out, when I started out and I was songwriting, right? So I could stand on the subway platform and hope to make like eight bucks, right? Hopefully someone's going to walk by and put four quarters in. And by the end of the day, you know, I'll put a hat out and I'll make $16. So that's not the best fishing hole, right? 
So I stood back. I remember doing this and I looked at all the different possibilities. Remember when I told you I got dropped from the label, I was working in a day job, I quit that day job. I was like, how can I find another way in? Well, some of my friends were touring and they're like, well, you can get in a van and go around the country and you can like sing to 12 people in Minnesota. Then you can go and sell merch outside and sell a CD or a t-shirt. Maybe you'll make a hundred dollars that night. I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's what you do. All right. Like all these people have these different ways of making money. And then ding, ding, ding. I saw an article about how certain artists were licensing their songs to Coca-Cola and Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, oh, Coca-Cola pays $50,000, $60,000 for the right to use, not even the ownership, but the right, to use, the right to use a song. I was like, I'm going to choose that fishing hole. So instead of getting in a van and working hard and not working smart, it was like, how do I pick the better investor and spend all my energy trying to understand that person's problems and write music that's going to then when I sell the thing, it's not $6, it's $60,000. So then I just needed to make eight sales a year to make $300,000, $400,000. Do you understand the difference? Oh my God, this is just the beginning, but it kills me when I see people, like right now, our program made to do this, it's open for enrollment. And people will say, I can't do this program, I can't afford it. And I'm like, how can you afford not to do it? I don't get it. Like it's very expensive to not know the plan. It's really expensive to spin your wheels. It's really expensive to not know the point from A to Z and just be wasting time and money and then burning yourself out because you're doing it the wrong way and you're exhausted and then you give up on your dream. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So the doors to Made to Do This are open today. We always fill up this program just so you know what this program is, everybody's giving everyone a to-do list. They're like, hey, sign up for my online course. Here's a bunch of videos. Go watch them. Bye. Like, that's not what we do at all. This program is an interactive, immersive experience. There's no go watch these videos. There's none of that. Not a, not a single one. It is me every single week, except instead of being in a Facebook group, we're on Zoom so that I can really see you and hear you and we can really get into it. So every single week we go over the step-by-step -step process that has worked for me that I've taught to thousands of people so that you, honest to God, you will build your thing and you will monetize it. That is the promise of this program. I will give you every single recipe, every single step that it takes. And then here's the thing, you're actually gonna do it because this program is not about a to-do list, it's a to-done list. So every single week, in addition to the here's what you do, in addition to that call, there's a second call every week where we do the actual implementation session. And the implementation sessions are fire because I will get on Zoom and I'll say, okay, this week we just talked about creating this offer. You've got 20 minutes. I told you to do this, this, and this. Go build that offer, let me see it go. And we sit on Zoom and everybody co-works and we come back after 20 minutes and I go, and people go, oh my God, thank God you held my feet to the fire because I actually just got more done and now I see that I can actually, or I'll say, this week we're talking about reaching out in your DMs and having this exact conversation, drag and drop. Here's what you need to say, go and do it right now. And people are like, oh my God. Or I'll be like, this week we're talking about going live and you're going live and when you're using this call to action, go do it and people go and do it. You are certain to build this business. And not only that, you will show up for the epic life. By being in this program, you will once and for all say yes to the truth, which is that the money is there for you, 
the bigger expansive life is there for you. And by the end of the three months, you will not believe it probably, but we will make sure that you are seen. Nobody gets lost. Every person in the program also gets assigned a mentor, just like we have here. And those mentors, in addition to my calls that you have every single week, there's a content call, an implementation call, then your mentors do a call with you where you get to go into hot seats and they're sitting there going, all right, what's not working? Let's, let's just like br break this down. And it's awesome. We also created a template library, which is new and improved, where we basically have all the templates that you need so you can just drag and drop because I'm kind of a pro when it comes to the sale, when it comes to emails, when it comes to what you write in your Instagram captions. And people really wanna know, how do I create my Instagram? How do I build my email list? Like, that's kind of a thing. I've already been there, done that. So I just kind of, we created the templates for you so you can just use them, they're done. The other thing I want you to know is I do everything this way, from the heart, messy, no funnels, no scripts. There's no like, but you have to buy this email software, but in order to do it, you need to create a webinar. It's like, Bleh, I'm gonna vomit. Like, we don't do that. Like, that's not my way. I'm all about the intimacy, the human beings. Let's go, let's show up, let's serve, let's up level, and let's really create community. Sales is intimacy. Sales is only intimacy. So it's an amazing program. and. It's kind of a joke, honestly. It's a joke what it costs. It's a joke. And I want this for you, by the way. When you create an offer, I want the offer to be priced so well that you're so clear what you're giving someone is like worth 20 times it. So this program is 12 months payments of $2.97 a month. Is that a joke? Do you know what my friends charge for this kind of coaching? $65,000, no joke. They're all amazing and they're all worth every single penny. This program, you get lifetime access to this group, to this program, it's off the chart. So it's a three month program and you can pay it upfront $3,000 or you can pay it in 12 month payments, $2.97 a month. And it kind of works out because you, you stay connected. Anyone who's been in this program, they wind up making friends like they've never made. So you get to stay together, in fact, People in my program will tell you, I don't even have to say it. What happens is when I teach you to go live, when I teach you to do your own five-day challenge like I'm doing now, when I teach you to put out your offers, it's the people in the program that start to be each other's first clients, no joke. And I think that's one of the most impressive aspects of the whole thing is just the community. It's truly incredible. It's awesome. We are also bringing in three guest expert sessions. So each month of the program, there's a, a guest expert. So one of the experts is going to be Amber Lillystrom. I don't know if you know Amber, but she is amazing. She has a, a really, really beautiful, engaged following, and she's a coach. And so she's going to be coming in for any of you who want to create any kind of programs. She's going to be telling you how to package it, how to structure it, and giving you sort of her formula for that. That'll be one masterclass. Another masterclass will be from my really good friend, Susie Moore. Susie Moore is... Amazing. She's like, let it be easy, Kath. She's from the UK. She's adorable. I was just posted about her because she now is also living in Miami. So we just saw each other. She has a program called Five Minutes to Famous where she teaches you how to get your stuff posted in 
Oprah Magazine, in Entrepreneur Magazine, to do a video series for goodmorningamerica.com. This is what this woman does. She's a genius at it. She's a genius. She's like, the opportunities are there. They need content. Like, reach out to the editors. Here's what you do. So she's going to be coming in and teaching you guys how to get more publicity and how to create content for people who need content. It's genius. It's amazing. That program is usually like standalone. She's coming in to do that masterclass to give you that formula. And then the third person is Angie Lee, who's amazing at marketing. She's off the hook. Like, she's so good at teaching people to market. Um, she's never spent a dollar on Facebook ads and she's been able to make seven figures because she's similar to me. It's all about just showing up, being the girl next door, really solving people's pain points and marketing is just like her jam. So she'll teach you how to, how to market and, and how to market really effectively, specifically using Instagram. Um, she's kind of a queen when it comes to that. So that's what this program is about. If you have any questions, let me know. I already saw three questions come into my DMs and I'm just going to answer those really quickly. The first question was, I'd love to do this program, but I'm really busy. I don't have time. And here's, you know, can I do it? I built this program for busy people. I'm a mother with three children under the age of eight. I'm very, very busy. The reason this program works is because if you really want to grow your business, if you spent 45 minutes a day working on the right things, you'll actually grow your business more than if you spent all day long working on the stuff that doesn't matter. So we're not working on the stuff that's like filler. So this program is designed to get you into action, working on what actually will move the needle forward so that you can start to build the business. And that's why it works. The second question I saw come in is, what if I don't feel like I'm ready? I don't know what I want to do. I don't feel like I have any. Listen, you're never ready to do anything. There's never the perfect time. I wasn't ready to get married. I wasn't ready to be a mother. Who's, who's like, I'm ready to be a mother. Sure, yeah, hand me a child for 18 years. Like, not ready to get married, not ready to be a mother, not ready to start a podcast, not ready to write a book. Never. I've never been ready for anything. You just do it. And what's amazing is the clarity comes from the action. The confidence comes from the action. And you make messy stuff, and then the brilliant stuff can't help it. It just slips through. No one's ready. Who is ready to do anything? We show up not because we're ready, but because we make a decision. We make a decision that that seven-year-old girl has had enough and it's her time. And she's not going to sit on the bench one more day. We make a decision that now more than ever, the world needs leadership. The world needs good people. The world, the economy needs entrepreneurs now more than ever. Our children need us. We have a legacy at stake. And that's why we show up. And look, I might not be your person. I really might not be. Like, I totally get that. If I'm not your person, find your person. Find a group. There's so many groups. There's programs. Like the next one, when someone comes along who is your person, enroll. If it's not me, do it. Because the quickest way to get from point A to point B is to find someone who's already been there, done that, who sees you, who gets you, and who's going to like shortcut it because they're going to say, no, here's what you really need to do right? And everybody speaks a different language. And if I don't speak your language, find the person who does. Because we all need the up level, right? Why do you think all these people have such a good outlook and they, they crush it? They're in therapy. They have coaches like personal development. Yes. Like we, we need to wire this up, right? We, we, we put gas in our car. We don't put gas into ourselves enough, right? So if you have any other questions, let me know. I love you guys. I cannot believe how quickly this flies by. Talk to you soon.
I hope that that was helpful. I hope that that helped you change maybe your relationship to selling or your money mindset. I hope that it helped you reframe how you think about both of those topics. Here are the takeaways. Number one, love can't be earned. It can only be given. You don't have to walk on your knees for a thousand miles in the desert. Number two, take a stand for the end. You can be a good person and have money. Number three, whenever you're ready, you can surrender. You'll be carried by the love all around you and the most miraculous things can happen because you allow it. Number four, selling is serving. Number five, confused buyers don't buy. So how can you explicitly and clearly tell people what you do? You get paid more when you're specific. Number six, everything, everything is word of mouth. You don't need thousands of followers. A small group can become very powerful very quickly. Number seven, we don't sell price. We sell value. Number eight, you get to choose your fishing hole. You get to choose your buyer. And number nine, we show up not because we're ready, but because we made a decision that the seven-year-old kid inside of us has had enough and we're not going to have that kid sit on the bench one more day. We all deserve the up level. All right, now we have an epic win I want to share. Matt emailed us and he said, I started my podcast almost exactly three years ago. I did it on a lark with no expectations. I was excited to talk to interesting and dedicated amateur runners. Whether or not people wanted to listen to hear those conversations didn't matter to me. I simply wanted to have them for my own sake. Over the first six months, there were 8,000 total downloads. Good thing I didn't care if people listened. They certainly didn't. Then I changed my approach. I wanted to get better at social media marketing, and I thought I could use the podcast for that end. Over the following 12 months, the podcast eclipsed 1 million downloads. Since then, the show has been consistently ranked as one of the top 10 to 15 running podcasts in the country. I went from a nobody in the running community to a somebody who now drives his entire income in that world. I am now a successful running coach, podcaster, and sponsored runner. Despite the fact, just like my guests, I am simply a dedicated amateur runner with no professional running background. I finally gave my notice at work in late January with the expectation that I would be going full-time with the show the first week of March. Little did I know that that would also be the first week the schools would be closed down and I'd be homeschooling my kids. Instead of going full-time with the show, all of a sudden I had less time than I did during my previous circumstances. Thankfully, I was able to make the most of it and even created a couple new offerings that I was excited about. Thank you for all of your help. Matt, that is unbelievable. You should be so freaking proud of this career you've built for yourself, all because you had the courage to put yourself out there, explore and take some risks. And it's safe to say all of that has really paid off. I'm so excited to see how much more you're going to grow. You guys can go check out Matt's podcast. It's called the Rambling Runner Podcast and his Instagram is at rambling underscore runner. Thank you guys so much for being here. I know that your time is the most precious thing and it does mean the world that you're spending your time listening to this show. We have so many good episodes coming next week. So please go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because it's totally free and I don't want you to miss anything. And I'm curious, did you learn anything new from this episode? Did it give you an aha moment? If so, then share this episode. Post it on your Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller and tag someone else who needs to know this. Don't forget, doors to my program close tomorrow. You can sign up at madetodothis.com. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend and I'll talk to you Monday. But now